So here's a topic that might be a no-go zone when you're at the family dinner table. It might get as heated as when you talk about politics. I'm talking about the farm transition plan. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report, and UW Extension knows that farm successions can be a difficult conversation, let alone a difficult process. And that's why they're inviting you to a workshop series that kicks off at the end of the month. It's called Cultivating Your Farm's Future, and it will give you the tools and resources to develop a farm succession plan. Extension specialist Joy Kirkpatrick joins us in studio. She's helping lead this workshop and is here to tell us more about it. But first, she explains why farm succession can be a tense family matter. First of all, does everybody who's at the holiday family table really need to be in those first discussions would be the first question, right? Um, Who needs to be involved? And I encourage people to start really separating out family and business, as especially as you're transferring into a next generation, because you really need to think about, well, is this a sort of a family decision or is this a business decision? So I really encourage people to have these business conversations in a more business sort of environment. And if that means they need to maybe have them away from the family table, because that the other piece that I always talk about with families and having these meetings, if you have it where you would normally have it, it's most likely that owner generation's t- kitchen table, right? And that might be where the family have had all of their meals and mom and dad sit in the same place that they always sit and the kids always sit in the same place. So it feels Um, There may be sort of a power differential, right? If you're wanting that successor generation to feel like a partner, um, having it at the conversations at the family kitchen table may not set you up for that kind of conversation. So even if it's at um, maybe you have a place on the farm that's um, the office that's comfortable and can seat everybody, or we encourage people to maybe have them at the extension office or just some place that's a little bit separate. And then the other reason I encourage people to have meetings in different locations is, are you going to be distracted by the things that are coming onto the farm, right? You see the the milk haulers coming in or the the hoof trimmer, right? Or if somebody's driving up into the into the farmyard all the time and it can be a distraction. So you really want to show that this is an important conversation by really setting the time aside and being um, really focused on it. Recognizing who should be at the table and where the meeting should take place. Those are just two of the the components of having a conversation around farm succession that you can actually go over with farm succession experts, right? The UW Extension is hosting a program for farms to get the tools they need for a successful transition plan. Yeah, we are offering, uh, we're calling it Cultivating Your Farm's Future, and it's a farm succession workshop series. Um, It's actually virtual, so you can take it from anywhere. Last year, we had people from California and Texas join us, which was really kind of interesting. But what we really want to do is help people with sort of those first steps of what, you know, like, where do you want to have the meeting or what are the right thing questions to be asking each other, um, building up to hopefully having an idea of, of what you want to do. The idea is for these workshop, this workshop series is that the farms are better prepared 
to go to the professionals. Um, and usually what better prepared means less expensive, right? So if you uh, have, are very efficient with your time with the professionals, hopefully that will be a less expensive time. And also you'll have a better plan because you've thought about what you want to have happen. You know this because you went out and talked to the professionals about what they need to see from farmers before they come in saying, we need to start this transition plan. Yeah, we just recently did some research last year and we interviewed a set of professionals, so attorneys, uh, accountants, lenders, and uh, consultants and said, hey, if you were to say what the most prepared firm would have if they came to you, um, what would those components be? Talking about like, Having a, a really good description of how your farm is running now is really important. So having uh, what we're what we're calling it is an, sort of that elevator speech. Can you describe your farm in about three to five minutes of who you are, what you do, how that works, what your enterprises are, what your markets are? So then that, those professionals have a, a kind of in a nutshell, a good idea. Of course, they'll have to gather more information, uh, but that good start really helps them having your financial records in in order so that they can take a look at that as well. And then also having an idea of what you want to have happen. When are you ready to, to call a professional? That's a really good question. I think it's it can be a different answer for a lot of different farms. If if they already have the successor on the farm and they've been working with them and and it's time for really those assets to start being transferred that's definitely a time that you're you you should be ready to ha- start having those conversations and looking at the options that you might have and i'm also going to back up and say if you don't have those basic documents like a will and powers of attorney no matter where you are in the succession plan think about getting something in place so that's sort of like that sort of risk management piece that you want to have something in place so if something catastrophic happens that you're, you know, you're not expecting it, but that's the, that's the nature of these things, right? To have something in place that's sort of a, a sort of a safety net. So you have at least an idea of, of who's going, and especially if you have young children, you can nominate someone to be guardian of your uh, underage children. And, and so thinking about like that for sure is something that um, if you don't have those, that's when to go to professional. And then as you start looking at the succession plan, when you're ready to really sort of memorialize the idea of, of how things are going to transfer, that would be the next time. For folks that are interested in the Cultivating Your Farm's Future series, what if one party of the farm succession plan is willing to start this process, but the other party isn't. You know, we do encourage families to participate. The The way we have the registration is you pay one fee and as many people that you want to bring to it, they can they can come. So you don't have like if one person's there, they can maybe have maybe we can give them some ideas of how to sort of ease into those conversations or give some ideas about things that they could start talking about. I wouldn't discourage anyone if there's only one of the generations or one person who wants to attend because you can get some good ideas about like how to start that conversation or how to address what we call tensions of farm succession. There's some sort of universal common tensions about farm succession and we talk about those and that may give them some structure, some strategies to 
address those tensions in their conversations and kind of bring people to the table. Joy, maybe one of the tensions right away is, hey, let's let's start this conversation. But then how do you stop yourself from getting heated even at mm. the first step? Yeah, actually, one of the one of the tensions that from the research that was done in Pennsylvania several years ago was that um, people were saying we just don't have really intentional conversations about it, right? There's so many assumptions around the succession plan that we don't have those intentional conversations. What we really encourage people to do is we, in the in the workshop series, we talk about how do you start structuring um, business meetings, um, family slash business meetings, and put together an agenda, even have some meeting agreements about how you're going to interact with each other. And then the other piece is people who have come through, who register, and go through our class, we also offer some individual work with them, right? We'll meet with them by Zoom. If we can, we can meet with them in person. We give more priority to meet with people if they've taken this class. So we have people who are facilitators who can maybe sit with them and and help them get through some of those more tension-filled conversations from from the beginning and maybe kind of move off of that and give them a really good really good path and direction. So we we do have that opportunity for people who take this class. Joy, we should also add that the logistics of this course are pretty unique and allow for some flexibility. So the classes uh, are offered, we're actually offering them two different times, and that's the the topic and the content are going to be exactly the same. We're just offering it so that if somebody's schedule works better for our Wednesday noon to 1.30 classes, they can take that. If the schedule works better for the Thursday evening from 6 to 7.30, um, they can take those. And even within the same farm, if one person thinks Wednesday's better and the others think that Thursday evening's better, we have that flexibility. Joy Kirkpatrick along with us, a farm succession specialist from UW Extension. She'll help lead the Cultivating Your Farm's Future workshop series to give farmers the tools they need to develop a farm transition plan and also save some money when they go to the professionals. The series kicks off on January 31st and you can register at the Division of Extension website. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.